Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds, back in the studio. I can't believe it's Thursday, and did the Bears come out on top last night? They did, indeed. Knocked off Southern Illinois. Gosh, it's kind of deja vu. Uh, beat Southern Illinois 76-75 in overtime, just like the situation was a week ago on Wednesday night. And Missouri and Arkansas, Missouri loses to Arkansas 91-84. to Missouri's now 0-8, and we'll talk more about those games in our next segment. Not good for the Tigers at all, but the Bears are looking up, and that's a good thing. Uh, so, of course, uh, the legendary, and I say that uh, sarcastically, Pete Carroll retired from Seattle Seahawks in a capacity is actually still going to be in the front office in some uh, fashion as a consultant, I guess. But they're looking for a new coach, and they got him. Got him. They got a guy named Mike McDonald, who was with the Baltimore Ravens as their defensive coordinator. He's only 36, and he'll be the youngest coach in the NFL. He didn't play any college football. Uh, he went to the University of Georgia, but didn't play football down there. Instead, he was a business and math major and a summa cum laude graduate. Very smart guy, but his focus is on football, and he's done a, a lot of coaching. He also he coached for the Harbaugh's at Michigan and indeed has been coaching with John Harbaugh with the Baltimore Ravens. So defense is this guy's specialist. And indeed, he will take over the Seattle Seahawks, who do need work on their defensive front four. So we'll see see how these things manifest. I think that's four, yeah, four mics coaching in the <laughs> NFL. That's what I'm talking about, baby. That's what I'm talking about. All right, uh, last but not least, you know, uh, we of course have the championship game next weekend, and... Uh, and then after that, the guys get a breather for a minute, and then we've got the combine, and then we got the draft and all that stuff. But that's really going to start this weekend in the college all-star game. And there are two all-star games coming up within the period of 48 hours, and the National Football League sanctions both of them. They do not sanction any other all-star game of this nature, including the late lamented college all-star game in July. They don't sanction that. So the fact is that the two who are sanctioned are the East-West Shriners all-star game, which is tonight in Frisco, Texas, and the Senior Bowl, which is Saturday afternoon in Mobile, Alabama. What the scouts do is pretty much split these whole, and there are many, many college players involved in this, and star players. They split them up between these two. Probably the greater elite of them go to the Senior Bowl. But there's some pretty good ones in the East-West game tonight, including, and this is not literally the case, but it looks like about half of the South Dakota State Jackrabbits from Brookings. <laughs> they are loaded in this uh, in this particular competition. But uh, the Mevis kid, the big field goal kicker from Mizzou, is playing in this one tonight. So it should be a real good scouting opportunity for the NFL coaches. Should be, and might see what we're getting in the future. Who knows, Ned? The Bears won a very good test against the Salukis, and Mizzou trying to get their first conference win in the SEC. Did not do it. Did not get it. In the Missouri State game with Southern Illinois, kind of a duplicate of their game against Drake last Wednesday night. Fell behind by 13 points and rallied in the second half to get them. The key was this, Mike, and it's kind of interesting. Southern Illinois was on fire from three-point distance. They scored 13, get that now, 13 trays in their game. That's 39 points from beyond the perimeter. That's huge. That also doesn't last. Then you look at the points in the paint. That's where games, in this reporter's opinion, are won and lost. Missouri State had 46 points in the paint. Southern Illinois had 20. 
There's the big difference. The Bears were out horsing this team underneath, and eventually it caught up with Southern Illinois. Bears won the game in overtime, 76-75. That score is closer than it really was. Kid hit a three-pointer at the buzzer that didn't make any difference. It made it the one-point differential. Missouri and Arkansas also not as close as the score would indicate. Arkansas wins 91-84, uh, to 84, but Missouri was way behind in this game. Arkansas was threatening to run them right out of Columbia. And that, boy, Missouri had to have a couple of runs in this one to keep it close and did so. Uh, the Bates kid from up in Kansas City did have 29 points in this game, but good gracious, Missouri is now 0-8 in the Southeastern Conference. Arkansas is only 2-6, and but they played well. The Razorbacks did play well, and Missouri did not, and the Tigers are really struggling. Sad to see that. Uh, you think that coach might be looking for a new job. This is only his second year That's there. That's what I was thinking. It's Dennis Gates, and he, Gates is a good coach. Comes from Cleveland State, had been at Florida State. Has some local ties down here, but it just isn't manifesting itself right now. <clears throat> well, hopefully they can figure out something, but after yesterday, probably not going to be anytime soon. All right, <laughs> Team USA is named the 41 finalists for the Olympic basketball team. Are we getting uh, the dream team of old in there? Almost all of them. <laughs> oh, yeah. It won't be of old, of course. Uh, Barkley and Bird and those people. Michael Jordan? Michael Jordan won't be there. But the individuals who are and have expressed interest include LeBron James, Stephen Curry, Kevin Durant, Joel Embiid, if he's able to play. This is interesting because Embiid, who went to KU, is native to Cameroon in Africa. And he told us, told the media the other day, he became a U.S. citizen last year. He's going to play for USA if he can. He's injured right now, has a knee injury. Uh, Damian Lillard, Jimmy Butler, these guys are all candidates to play. Why? Two reasons. Number one, they're all older and probably won't see another Olympic or Olympiad in which they could compete. LeBron's been on the Olympic team before, and so have some of the others. Stephon Curry never has. All right, a chance as they get older to play in Paris in the summer and a chance to kind of reestablish the USA as the basketball power of the world. You know, our team lost in the World Cup, and that didn't sit well. It was not this team. It was other players from the NBA. But our guys have a lot of pride about what they do, and they want that gold medal back. And uh, yeah. to have an Olympic gold medal, even though a lot of them probably don't need it is just as an athlete and a competitor something you want i mean who wouldn't want that point of pride it is uh what happened in college basketball last night besides the uh, bears and tigers who else played number one team in america connecticut was a 74 65 winner over providence purdue wallop northwestern Purdue's number two 105 to 96 florida upset kentucky 94 to 91 and in the big women's game iowa defeated northwestern 110 to 74 Caitlin Clark, in one game, passed two people on her mission to become the all-time women's college basketball scoring champion. Last night, she had 35 points, and in that one game, passed number four. young lady named Jackie Stiles passed her, and passed a young lady named Kelsey Mitchell from Ohio State in one game. Now, Caitlin Clark stands number two on the list with the rest of the season to go. She is 103 points back of the all-time champion, Kelsey Plum, and she should get this. She should get it maybe later on this month, uh, maybe early in March, but this kid Clark is a 
hell of a player. She ought to see her. She's she's something else. Well, after you named all those other players, <laughs> and if she's uh, doing something to their records, of course she's something else. Ned, you have a great day, and I will see you on Friday, my guy.